Canadians are feeling the heat of the current housing market situation after another interest rate hike. Home ownership is down, rental costs are up, and uh, well, while it's been a home ownership rather has been a lifelong goal for many of us, a new study from the Chartered Accountants, the Housing Headache Study, finds that half of Canadians who do not currently own a home, believe it is unlikely they will ever be able to purchase one. Here to talk more about the proverbial renting versus buying argument is uh, we're welcoming back to the program the real estate reporter for Vancouver for the Globe and Mail, Carrie Gold, is back with us. Carrie, good morning. Thanks for joining us again. Hi, Sterling. Good morning. Well, it's good to have you with us. Before we dive into this renting, buying stuff, it's been it's been a very interesting couple of weeks, actually more like a couple of months since you were last with us, Carrie, watching the housing situation. And we'll talk about uh, your most recent piece in The Globe this weekend, but watching the big picture Metro Vancouver housing situation with the last couple of, couple of months, what's your conclusion? Well, I you know, to be honest, not too much has changed for Vancouver. I know that uh, everybody was talking about the big drop in sales uh, over last year. Mm-hmm. They've come down 43% for all residential types for Metro Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in that same time, you know, the benchmark price has gone up 10%. So uh, we haven't quite, we've seen a slight uh, price adjustment uh, between June and July of something like 2.3%. There's been a little decrease. Right. But so far, it hasn't impacted us in terms of prices yet. Okay. So, activity. but is that you, you? You've been at this for a long time. You've been covering Vancouver for the Globe for about fifteen years, and and you've seen the ups and downs of the Vancouver market, mostly ups in that time, Carrie. But are you expecting a sort of a reckoning to come with uh, the the fact that prices are starting to to decrease a little bit? You're noticing little bits here and there. Is this the beginning of a major decrease? Do you think? Well, we have to remember that they were uh, probably too high before. Like yes. a year ago, there was all that fear of missing out. Everybody was wanting to get in the market. and Things got a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it could be that things just balance out and we return to normal. Because even interest rates were, uh, you know, uh, they were, money was almost free, which, uh, you know, really wasn't normal. <laughs> and and there are there is a generation that's never seen interest rates of, say, 5%. But at one time, that was actually considered low. And so I think that we're just entering something that's much more balanced, where people can take their time, they can make offers with subjects, uh, and they can just, you know, choose a property that works for them. Sure, and there, of course there is an inverse relationship, too, between the increasing uh, costs of borrowing and the cost that you're borrowing for. So typically, as interest rates increase, there is a noticeable sort of offsetting decrease in overall prices. But bottom line, for the, for the mortgage holder, the monthly payments remain the same. You're just paying more interest and less principal, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about the piece that you wrote this weekend in the in the Globe, and this is a, this is the other side of the home ownership coin. This is renters, and back to the survey uh, from the accountants of Canada, the housing headache survey. Uh, interesting title and, and very appropriate, I'm afraid. But a, a half of people, young people, of course, in in most cases who don't currently own own a home, are are now pretty convinced, Carrie, that that's the way life's going to work out. Now we've seen this in Europe 
and many other places on the planet which are even more expensive than Vancouver, if such a thing could be imagined. A generation or so ago, a lot of Europeans decide, young Europeans decided, this is ridiculous. These prices are so high and life is so short. Let's just rent and have some fun. And, and more Canadians appear to be coming to that conclusion if this housing headache study is anything to reference. Yeah, I think, yeah, Europeans, they've got a culture of renting. I think in Germany, half of them are renters, something like that. They've also got a, a lot of good rental stock, something that we really need to catch up on. Right. Seattle, Seattle has a lot of rental as well. And I do think that uh, when you have a city that's filled with really good purpose-built rental, uh, it does impact affordability quite a bit. And I think that that is something we, we definitely need to work on. Maybe fewer condos, more rental units. Right. Well, it's interesting you would talk condos because now uh, in many condos, uh, subletting uh, or renting your condo out is perfectly acceptable according to the strata board. And in in many cases, and you know, because you do the real estate homework every week, you know that a lot of condos are bought by people who never plan to live live in them ever. They're investors. So your piece this weekend, talk about it a little bit too. Tenants feel the squeeze of special upgrades levy. That means a, a a special cost has, has been assigned to the condo building and the owner of your unit is going to have to cough up a lot of money for a new roof or something. And you as the tenant, where's the squeeze? It's not your unit. You're just renting. That's right, because it's a capital expenditures increase in rent that um, as of, I think, a year ago it came into effect. So it's new legislation and you can increase the rent by 9% over a three-year period on top of the usual annual rent increase. Uh, which is quite low right now. It's around 1.5%, but right. that's expected to go up because it's based on inflation. But um, so, so that is to, reco- to recoup some costs you put into the building. If you're a landlord and you have to get new electrical or new plumbing or new roof, these things are extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to prove, though, that you haven't been deferring maintenance, that you actually have been a very responsible landlord, and this is just simply something that needs to be done. Right. And so, yeah, so the government's given them a break on that, that they, yes, you can go and get some, recoup some of that cost from your, from your tenants. And so, yeah, it, it is a squeeze for tenants. They're going to feel it because they're feeling inflation too, right? Everybody's feeling inflation. Sure. And, and so, yeah, in a city where rents are, you know, like the average is 2,200 a month or something, you, you know, to even pay an extra 150 or 200 a month, it, it really is going to hurt people for sure. sure. And, and At the same time, I can see the other side, and that landlords do have to maintain these buildings if we are going to have good, affordable rental stock. Absolutely, so but it's a great it's stock. a great heads up, though, Carrie, to people who might be uh, moving uh, or looking to rent somewhere. And and uh, a condo is is a very attractive destination for a lot of would be renters. So if you are going to uh, sublet from a condo owner, if you're going to move into a condo building on a rent, you know, do a lease and all of that stuff, uh, you might want to just be aware of the fact that if the the unit you're living in somehow becomes subject to a special upgrade levy, your rent is going to increase beyond the threshold where typically it's allowed. That's just a warning, isn't it? Yeah. And bear in mind, the landlord has to jump through a lot of hoops to do that. They have to really prove that they need that increase. And it's going to take a long time, especially because they have to go to the residential tenancy board and go through the hearing process with the tenant, make their case. The tenant gets to challenge them or tenants, if it's a whole group of people in a building. Right. And it could take like a year. There's a huge uh, logjam of applications for hearings at CRTV. It is, uh, it's, it's kind of a bit of a, 
nightmare for a lot of people to get through. So it's not, it's not easy as, you know, and there have been since it started, there have only been, you know, I think a couple hundred applications and I think 30 of them have been processed. Mm -hmm. 25 of them have been approved for increases. So it is a slow, slow process. It's certainly not, yeah, it's not going to become something that landlords just jump on and, and raise everybody's rent. It's just an option that's there because, you know, they've just, gone through the pandemic two years of uh, freeze on rents right they mm-hmm. can increase rent so you know they're just i guess trying to like i say recoup some of their their costs in sure the of inflation and whatnot yeah carrie you you uh, you mentioned rental stock in seattle and europe and many other places that uh, we would recognize instantly as having much more available rental stock than we certainly do here in metro vancouver you talk to developers all the time it's part of your beat are you at all convinced that there's any kind of uh, availability coming? Do you know of, of projects uh, in the hopper or about to happen that may mitigate some of those rental stock realities we have in Metro Vancouver? Oh, yeah. I think that rental has finally become viable for developers in Vancouver, and it's because there's such huge demand. So now that there are a lot of people priced out of uh, the real estate market in terms of ownership, they're they're gravitating to rental, and, and maybe not by choice, but because they have to. And sure. so as a result, a lot of the rental coming online is going to be of a quality that you'd expect to find in a condo. So, you know, they're, they're going to have all the amenities and, you know, Amazon drop-off areas where your Amazon packages mm-hmm. are secure, all that stuff. It'll look more like a condo building and it's a rental building. And I'm seeing that happen. That's much more of a, a trend. I interviewed a Nicola Wells yesterday and I have a story coming out on uh, rental project they're doing where the old city center motel is on Main Street, and that will be 330 units of rental if it's approved. It still has to go through the rezoning process and everything. But um, yeah, no, rental is definitely very much. I, I talk to developers who are looking at rental all the time now. It's a big part of their portfolio. Oh, good. Well, that's encouraging news. Even if there's not a lot of instant or immediate short term relief, uh, you're confident that there's more on the horizon uh, coming down. Oh yes, it's just a matter of getting through the lengthy, the lengthy permitting, rezoning, and permitting process that takes you know it can take three, four years. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver City right. Hall is never going to win any awards for efi- efficiency <laughs> in terms of moving paperwork. It is is a black hole for paperwork. There's no yeah. question about it. <laughs> I think it would be a news story if somebody said to me, "I just got through the process in a year." <laughs> right? It's so yeah. Every day you hear stories where it's just it's just taking way too long and yeah there's all sorts of reasons for that but but that is part of the reason that that we're not seeing maybe it come online as quickly as we'd like to sure but it's definitely of interest for sure yeah well and i'm glad i'm glad that you're you're out there doing all this homework all the time and you're finding encouraging news to be able to share with us in terms of relief and not immediate relief but relief is on the way carrie gold always a pleasure to have you on the program thanks ever so much for making yourself available to us again this weekend thank you so much anytime Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.